0: W B N E.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode sixty-one, all about many partings, chapter six, book six of *Return of the King*, being the sixty-first part of "That's What I'm Talking About." My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined by Ezra and Lane of an unexpected podcast, Talkin' Tolkien. Welcome.
0: Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Mary Yeah, Kay.
1: of course. So actually, I initially found y'all's podcast because we were both listed in some, uh, I think it was a Book Riot article of like the best nine Lord of the Rings podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that was cool, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: One of the nine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, this is great. This is great. Um, <laughs> so I've been trying to like reach out to as many of the podcasts on that list that i think would be a good a good fit for this podcast and i've i've hit a lot of them so far so i'm glad that i got y'all in before cool. the end of return of the king yeah but before we start our chapter discussion tell me a little bit about how you each got into lord of the rings
0: you say you always say age before beauty right
2: uh yeah a- a- before age. age before beauty so that's me right okay all right uh <laughs> i got you uh, <laughs> so uh so this is Ez and i uh for me it was sixth grade. I started reading the Hobbit and back then we had something called like accelerated reader points. Yes. These. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had those too. And I was,
2: it was like, okay, do I want to read a whole bunch of books or do I want to get one big book and just try to get all those points, you know? <laughs> um, so I went to sixth grade, I went to the librarian and she kind of started telling me about different stories and the adventures and just gave me like a quick synopsis of each of them and i heard about you know bilbo and this 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 hobbit who uh you know was going to go on this great adventure with these dwarves and so there there we go i said sounds great give me that and uh, my mom was so happy that i was reading that she let me read in church which was crazy in the back pew yeah right (laughs) pretty (laughs) radical uh she was super happy because it was it was a bigger book and i was a youngster and it was i wasn't the best reader at that time Uh, so I was trying to get through it and I did it. I passed the, uh, accelerated reader test. I got all my points, but then I found out that there were more books. And so I think it was eighth grade, ninth grade. I kind of just went through the rest of the Lord of the Rings series and, and that was that. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Did you? Um, I feel like uh, with a, the AR reading, there was all the prize was always like a pizza party or something, or, or, or <laughs> gift certificate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. Yeah,
2: personal pizza. Yeah, yeah, it was a personal
0: pan pizza. It was a, it was a certificate. That was that's hilarious. Uh, I forgot about that. Yes. Oh uh, my
1: God. Loved AR reading.
0: One pie to rule them all. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Lane, how did you get into Lord of the Rings?
0: Yeah. So mine, um, I was totally ignorant to. Um, Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien, Middle Earth didn't know anything about it until um, the trailers for The Fellowship started coming out. I was in seventh grade. I remember it vividly. I was actually going through this in my head the other day because I was like, I wonder if she's going to ask how we got into Lord of the Rings. Um, I had heard of The Hobbit and Bilbo and stuff, and I you know, thought I was too cool for a main character named Bilbo. I have long <laughs> since learned that that was an error of my ways. So I never read The Hobbit. Um, it was Christmas time. Movies had just come out. And we were over at my uh, grandma and papa's house, and my uncle Joe is a huge so huge shout out to Uncle Joe. He's a big Lord of the Rings fan. He was like, guys get together, we go out and we watch Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. So it was me, my dad, uh, my uncle Scott, my two cousins, Preston and Brynn, and my uncle Joe. Go in, and I had no idea that my life would change (laughs) when I would walk out of that theater. I was blown away. I was totally transported. I thought, what is this? new world I was I was as a kid I was so obsessed with sports it was sports all the time all the time all the time so I never really got into the realm of fantasy even though I was a very imaginative and loved uh, just outlandish ideas and wild stories I'd never I, that part of me had kind of um, hadn't been tended as much been been sort of uh, neglected in a way but this woke that up um, and I, I was so uh, just so entranced that I remember the movie being over and I was like, wait, what happened? Did, did we leave him here? What happened? And I turned to my uncle because I didn't even know it was a trilogy. And he goes, oh, that's just movie one. That's book one. There's there's three books. I was like, what? There's two more? So that sent me into, uh, I think, like uh, the following week, over Christmas break sometime, we went to Barnes & Noble. We got the the original like um, uh, film tie-in with all three books in one. And I remember just – I was like, I'm going to read these and I'm going to be ready for the next two movies because I – don't want to be shocked at what the ending is. I want to know know these stories. So uh, that's really how I fell in love with it. It's uh, I have been saying, and the character I love, I don't know if this is jumping ahead, but it's Aragorn. And since like seventh and eighth grade, I've, I've asked myself in a, in a really tough situation, I think, what would Aragorn do? Mm-hmm. WWAD. So it has changed my life big time.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, your viewing of fellowship is very similar to my only viewing of a fellowship where, and it's it's the reason why I originally like I really didn't like Lord of the Rings or the movie or anything because I'm watching the movie and then I realize oh there's five minutes left and they're like nowhere near Mount Doom what <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's happening and I I was so frustrated and I texted one I text I was texting my friend who's a huge lifelong lord of the rings fan the whole time i was watching it and i was like i don't i don't get it they they don't <laughs> yeah, what he right. i was he's like it's it's a quest like the yeah, whole yeah. the whole thing is an epic journey and it's the three i was like i thought they i thought they destroy the ring first movie, and then right. he was like, Well, what do you think Two Towers and Return of the King are about? And I was like, I don't know. Complications arise, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, yeah,
1: battles, elves, who knows? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty right. much, too. Yeah,
1: Oh, uh, well, we this this chapter man is a doozy. This is um, cha- uh, book six, chapter six, mini partings, and it's so sad. And depressing. and I I like legitimately teared up at a lot of moments. And mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't like cried at a book since probably the first time I read Deathly Hollows. <laughs> yeah. And that that being said, though, Tolkien and his pacing man, because this chapter feels so rushed. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it is. So it's it's wild, right? Because um, we were just talking as we as we kind of wrapped up um, our read of Return of the King. Like I, I was emotional, crying like the last several episodes. I'm like, this thing is like, oh. like what's going on? Um, so you're, this is one of those chapters, though, many partings where y- y- you gotta shed a tear. If you're not, I don't I don't know what you've been reading. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. And it's it is interesting it is pacing right because you 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 build you slowly meet all these characters and you fall in love with them and you have all this time to develop these relationships almost with these these characters you know first you have the the, the hobbits that come together then you have the uh, you know you you run into um tom tom bombadil and you got the fellowship that's formed then along the way you pick up these characters and then in you're right like essentially in one chapter that we say goodbye to all of them and it is. And I think I think some like when I was reading this I was probably ready to be done reading. So for oh, yeah. me it's funny to hear you say that because for me I was like, man this this chapter took forever as and it just be and I was like, but in my mind I had to step back and think, well, we've spent forever with these characters. We've spent a long time getting to know them. And and to me, I love how Tolkien does this. He transcends fantasy because in most fairy tales epics you don't have this much time saying goodbye Mm, to characters i love how he he almost kind of crosses over into realistic realism whatever and it's like well no you would have this you would have this downtime you would have this uh falling action where characters part and it's kind of rough and it's not super happy like that they're they might some of them might never see each other again and um i love that he took time to do that
2: yeah. Can I, I want to mention, so like, it's like they went on this great quest and it's as it, they went to war. Right. And it, I think like it is abrupt that it's like, everyone's got to go to the, like, it takes time for them to get back home and they've got to go their separate ways. And so as that's happening, it's just like, I don't know if you could, cause I know what you're saying. It, it does seem really like, I want to sit down for a second with Treebeard and others and talk to them and kind of go over stuff. But we're just like, we just need to get through this really quickly because we're on a, a you know a, a journey home and and this is yeah so i i didn't really think about that but realistically that is like if you were coming back from war you're like hey we've been fighting this whole time we've been doing whatever and then this person's just like i got to go see ya you know yeah, catch yeah. up later
1: yeah and this whole ending is so it's just so weirdly paced for me the whole the couple chapters that happen after chapter i think it's chapter three mount doom where they they destroy the ring and it's like okay great that's the climax of the book it's done Mm -hmm. and then there's a hundred pages left of it and like on one hand I'm like come on Tolkien let's just wrap this up let's mm-hmm. let's do this a lot of authors do this nowadays a lot faster and neater than you do um and then there's I can't this wait chapter for her to <laughs>
0: I can't wait for you to finish the book it's going to be awesome
1: <laughs> Yeah and then there's this chapter where it he all of a sudden like kicks it into high speed and we say goodbye to like 20 characters at once in the span of like, you know, five pages or whatever. So I'm I'm conflicted because I'm like, do I want him to go faster or do I want him mm-hmm. to slow down? I don't know. So um, but we'll we'll dive right into this chapter discussion at the at the beginning. Um, so where we last left everyone, Aragorn and Arwen are married kind of inexplicably, (laughs) at least for the books, where she just shows up and bam, they're married. And Tolkien had to have been like, well, this should have been obvious to everyone, but to the readers, it's like, this is very random, but okay. Um, And so they're all celebrating and coming down kind of off of this happiness high and Frodo finally is like, "This this is great and all. But I really would like to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, man. But can we leave? I'm really missing Bilbo. I wonder why he didn't come with everyone who came from Rivendell. And that's when I yeah, was like, yeah. oh, yeah, Bilbo. What What yep. are you doing, man? Yep. <laughs> Where is he? And <laughs> Arwen says something completely distressing to me. She says... Um, talking about bilbo but your kinsman possessed this thing longer than you he is ancient in years now according to his kind and he awaits you for he will not again make any long journey save one and i was immediately panicked like because i had never once considered the idea that bilbo might die like all of these characters i never thought that bilbo could die
0: that's why elves unsettle me so much is they'll, they'll say stuff like that and you're like, well, what do you mean? What, how do you, how can you, what do you see? And they speak in, you know, they speak in riddles. They, they tell you yes and no, right? It's this, it's they're so far seeing and ethereal to a sense that it's almost like they're communicating on another plane. Like they'll, and I think a lot of times Tolkien does that. Like you, like you said, with the whole thing of, Oh yeah. Okay. Well, there's our one and they're getting married, I guess, you know? And in, and in, in the, in the story arc, that the, the, the whole reason they weren't together was because the ring hadn't been destroyed yet, and that 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 was the the one last thing that had to happen. But it's just, yeah. So so it's interesting how they uh will say stuff that unsettles every time. I'm not. I would not hang out with elves.
2: Did you? <laughs> oh no, I think they're. I, yeah, you're like except I, for I'm Glorfindel.
0: So, you love Glorfindel. Well, I love Glorfindel. I that's for sure. But they freak they, me out. They freak me out.
2: Yeah, it's it's like what is she talking about? And then I just feel like. They they are like there's a sweetness, but there's also this mystery too. Where I'm like, are scary, you scary,
0: dangerous? They're dangerous. Yeah, it yeah. just. Um,
2: I I think she's trying to be like comforting a little bit, but at the same time, that didn't doesn't, help. Doesn't... That that nec- that didn't necessarily help Frodo. Like Thanks he's where- Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it made yeah. it
1: twenty times worse because he, he she's saying here that well. Bilbo was in, um, pos- he was in possession of the ring for way longer than you. He drew an attachment to this ring, even though he hasn't been with it, you know, in a long time. He, when you destroyed it, you have also in some sense kind of like destroyed a part of him.
0: Yeah. And now that's he's, a great point.
1: he's really old to begin with and uh, like even for because when we when we later see him, he says that like, oh, if I if I live one more year, I'll be older than the oldest hobbit mm-hmm. or whatever. I think it's yep. just I think it's old just toke. calls him the old toque. Yeah. yep He's like, I'll be the oldest one to ever live. Isn't that exciting? But <laughs> now that the ring has been destroyed, he he is more in danger of dying. And I the phrase let's see he will not again make any long journey save one and i was like oh my god he's never gonna get back to the shire and the the long journey save one i'm assuming she means death but (laughs) that's just like a much more beautiful way like kind of like you guys were saying where she she says it kind of it's kind of like a beautiful way to say that, but it's also scary when you when you get down to it and you're like, oh, she's talking about him dying. That's terrifying and sad. But she's like, oh yeah, la di da di da.
2: Right, and and then you read that next line where he says, and then I beg leave to depart soon. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he, she's definitely like, well, once you hear that, I've got I've I've got to go. Yeah. This, is, this is Uncle Bilbo, you know, so.
1: And then, poor and then poor Frodo, Aragorn's response: "In seven days, we will go."
0: <laughs> yeah, we talked about this uh, when we re- read through it, and I'm like, Aragorn does not want this party to end. He's been waiting yeah. for this party for a long time, and you know, he uh, he, he talks earlier. Um, man, I, I think it's right before he takes the the um, past the dead, and Eowyn is kind of entreating him to stay, and he he throws out this line that I just I love. Because I think it's a lot on how Peter Jackson sort of formed him as a reluctant hero. He says, you know, if you think essentially paraphrasing, if you think I wouldn't rather be in Rivendell right now, you know, and far from here, like this is the last thing I want to do. I know I have to, it's my destiny or, you know, whatever, but I, I, this is the last thing I want. So he is finally, you know, where he wants to be surrounded by people he loves. The fight is over there's no more this this pressure to ascend and to do it the right way and to resist the ring and you know not fall as his fathers have before him and so he is he's just like relishing every moment but the rest of them are even you know even the other hobbits are like let's let's get going you know it's time to time to go home we're not home aragorn is home finally you know he's been ranging for a long time hasn't had a place to call his own other than rivendell and they're ready to go and and see how what their corners of middle earth are like so yeah, that's you know.
2: actually a good point is like you're you're throwing a bash and everyone's like, but I got to, I got to drive back, right. man. It's, <laughs> it's my birthday, <laughs> yeah. It's my birthday. Come on, stay a little later. But stay, yeah. 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 So
1: yeah, Aragorn and Arwen are obviously very happy where they are. Obviously, everyone else is like, we're ready to go home. And yeah. Arwen um, says, let's see, for, she says that she's not going to go with, um, or I She's not going to go with Elrond back to Rivendell, obviously, because she has married Aragorn and has fulfilled she says, For mine is the choice of Luthien. And as she as she so oh my gosh. And as she so have I chosen both the sweet and the bitter. And that just brings full circle this Luthien Baron story that Aragorn first told, um, in fellowship of the ring when he was first with the hobbits yeah. which i initially brushed off as being like oh my god tolkien stop with the useless stories because I, I just <laughs> at the time i just thought it was like oh this is just another random story or like piece of history tangent that he's going oh, yeah. off on is
0: this another tom Bombadil? Jeez, geez yeah
1: <laughs> and right, yeah and i was like i'm sure this won't matter or have any importance but like Come to find out that was actually one of the only main signs about Aragorn and Arwen in the books. So <laughs> I just like laughing at myself for that. But um <laughs> and she gives uh Arwen gives Frodo a uh a like elf necklace. And mm-hmm. she says, When the memory of the fear and the darkness troubles you, this will bring you aid. I was like, man, these hobbits are so lucky with all these elf light magic gifts because galadriel right. saved their butts with her gift yeah. to them and then here he is getting another elf m- magic gift and yep. they're just so so lucky
0: yeah they're definitely the gift givers
2: yeah yeah but can can i can i say though um that i don't i i just i just want to throw this out here i don't i don't know if we'd be in this position if boromir or someone else would have taken. i mean, Lee- we're in a position where we can receive gifts because of the mighty ring bearers. Yeah. Our hobbits. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> I and I also love that I'm just kind of teasing, but I you know, you know, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, oh, yeah but, I do, yeah. I also love too that this is a gift that's given because if we think about it, without Frodo's sacrifice, without Frodo's destruction of the ring, bearing it the whole way, Arwen and Aragorn. Would not be able to be together. They wouldn't oh, yeah. even, you know, mm-hmm. this wouldn't have happened. And so it's almost like, you know, in a sense, you gave your life for me. I give you my eternal life. Um, and I love too how they. Did you like that? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yes, cuff off the cuff. <laughs> but I also, so, so I won't because you haven't seen the movies, right? And you don't remember Fellowship very much. Correct. Okay, so I, I will just say that Peter Jackson chain, changes aspects of this jewel. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah, I've I don't want to ruin it. No, no, no I've heard. Okay. I've heard that. Um, generally in the movies, the whole Arwen Aragorn thing is done much better than in the book. It so. is. Yeah,
0: for, for for like understanding their love story, it's so much better, way better. And but th- this jewel it plays a different role in the movie, and it's cool, and I, I like it. And actually, it's one of the most popular pieces of like the film's jewelry. But I think this. Is so much more meaningful. Uh, I, I love the way he wrote it as opposed to the way the the film executes it. So, I, this moment here, I like this is one that I forget about. You know, you read the books a few times and there's stuff that sticks out and there's stuff that just because it's so long, like you said, you just get inundated in all these side stories and histories that he alludes to that you forget stuff. Or I do anyway. And this is one that when we were reading through again, I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I didn't even remember this. And it, it hits in a different way when you've seen the movies a bunch of times and then you read the book again for the first time in years and you think, you know what? That's pretty fresh. And that's why you can read these books again and again. And they, that new things pop out to mm-hmm. you and you, you find the way that he did it originally is a little more satisfying than what they do in the movies. But it's, yeah, I love this, this symbol that, uh, that gift she gives them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of like, side stories and things that you forget. We move to the feast and celebration that everyone is having before they all depart. And Aomer and Gimli have this moment that ah, yeah. I 100% had forgotten about. And this mm. just once again goes back to Tolkien <laughs> being like, you might have forgotten, but yeah, I didn't fine. forget. Mm, yeah. And he has to, of course, wrap up every, sa- like even, even, mm. Like, when this, when this originally, when this initially happened, uh, the start of Two Towers, when Eomer and Gimli and them first meet, I was like, oh, it's just a joke, okay, whatever. No, Tolkien takes it very seriously and comes back, and it's like, we have to talk about it, because I'm sure my readers are going to be driving themselves insane trying to figure out what became <laughs> of this, which obviously isn't true. But um, So they're at the feast, and... Uh, Eomer sits down next to Gimli and is like, oh, do you have your axe ready? Because we have a like a bet or whatever to settle. Because to now yeah. I have seen Galadriel and back in Two Towers when they first met Eomer kind of insulted Galadriel and Gimli being her like weird unofficial boyfriend who's obsessed with her a lot <laughs> was like, how dare you insult my woman and was like, I will kill you. If you ever say that again, he's like, okay, well, if I see her, I will (laughs) rectify that statement. And Gimli says, okay, well, now that you've seen her, what do you have to say? I love this exchange. Alas, said Eomer, I will not say that she is the fairest lady that lives. Then I must go for my axe, said Gimli. <laughs> Gimli's like, all right, well, time to kill a bit." <laughs> <laughs> but Amr says, however, it's only because I have also seen Arwen, and I think she is more beautiful. And Gimli's like, okay, well, that's fair. So there we go. This random little story wrapped up.
2: Right. Ending. Right. Great. <laughs> it- yeah, it, it's it, the the neat part is like they settle on the fact that one has chosen the evening and the other uh, right yeah, has, has the given morning. to the morning. Yeah, which I was like, all right, well, you know, just a, a greater appreciation. Got for the whole day, day of beauty covered there.
0: Yep. right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so then everyone departs for Rohan, and they are leaving to do the official ceremony and burial for Theoden, who at this time mm-hmm. hadn't been buried yet, and. Every basically everyone comes with them. There's the entire fellowship, minus Boromir, obviously. Um, let's see, Eowyn and Faramir, uh, mm-hmm. all, like all of the elves Elrond, Galadriel, Kelet, right. they're all there mm-hmm. and they all go and have this very like beautiful ceremony and farewell for Theoden and. Uh, it was just like it was a, it was a nice moment for him since we didn't really get that when he because he died in the middle of a huge battle and even right. after that battle was over, there was still so much more to do and recover from that there wasn't really time to to take that in. And so I think that's what they're also all doing here is is taking that time to finally officially recognize and and say goodbye to him. And what's really great is Tolkien gives an entire paragraph where he lists. The entire lineage of, of right. Theoden.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's... I mean, I Theoden's one of my... I, I like him a lot. Um, and gosh, the, the, like, look at what he does, right? I mean, he is the king that fall. I mean, like, he falls on the battlefield and another king literally rises and rides to war. And you all... The, you, and then you also have the whole idea that that you have a return of the king who is also then coming in. <laughs> it's just kind of Jeez. it's kind of crazy. I I just love that, and so it's it's neat that they are taking time, even though there's um a little bit of a, a rushed pacing to this. But they are kind of I guess it's it's like you know there are still days that pass here, but we yeah. just as the reader are kind of like. Forced through those days pretty quickly uh but they which is amazing for tolkien because you would expect
0: him to fill those days you know i mean to address every single day and he doesn't so yeah yeah Yeah, but um it's
2: good i think he deserved i mean he
0: yeah without him
2: does deserve kind of this 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 Mm -hmm. whole uh, for everyone to go and attend uh his burial like it's it's important so
1: yeah yeah and i think um at one point he even makes a, a comment about like no king had ever had such a a great company uh, be yeah. there to to recognize him. Um, it's the All
0: Stars, yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, with this also is the it, it's this chapter is very bittersweet in general. There's this very bittersweet moment of. Okay, we're we're mourning Theoden, but we're also celebrating um, slash recognizing Aemir as the new king. Mm-hmm. And I think he even he even says that like Theoden wouldn't want this to be a sad moment. He would want it to be a celebration mm-hmm. of all of us. And he also takes a moment to recognize Eowyn and Faramir getting married again. For me, this was a not so so. I have uh conflicted feelings as I said in the as I said in the episode on the previous chapter, I have a lot of conflicted feelings about Eowyn and Faramir. I love them both and I would literally only like Faramir is the only person I think who would deserve Eowyn, So that's fine with me. However, I I'm not a fan that Tolkien was like, oh hmm, Eowyn can't can't be with Aragorn. I'll put her with like the nearest available man. And gives her to Aomer, and she just immediately gives up, like, all of her... At that point, her character was all about, like, fighting and having a lot of ambition and, and fire and passion behind her. And then she, like, kisses Aomer and is like, never mind, I don't care about any of that anymore. I'm gonna be um, your... Well, I guess not queen, because they're not king and queen, but... Uh... Stewardess. Anyway, <laughs> yeah,
0: lady, yeah. <laughs> I th- I think it's great actually hearing because we talked about this when we read Houses of Healing, and we were like, you know, this is just like two guys' perspective of the story. We would love to hear like a a, a girl's point of view, a woman's point of view on this, uh you know, <laughs> this relationship, like. You know, because they're so, they such interesting characters. Like Eowyn could have her own story. Like she yes. could be the the lead in her own story, and she's a, a strong female character. When when he wrote this, that wasn't happening. I mean, it's it's just now starting to happen in our time. Uh, so he he, I think he did something incredible there. Um, but yeah, because we we talked about that um, that that sort of transfer from her being like, let's go to. Okay, I'm I'm fine. I, that stuff doesn't matter anymore. And we were we were we kind of wanted like a a female perspective on that. Yeah. Uh, so that's it's cool you to hear you. Yeah.
1: Will, you will get that? Uh, it has the episode on the previous chapter hasn't come out. It'll come out this Thursday as we're recording oh, okay. this, or, mm-hmm. or or Thursday Tuesday um but yeah i had a i basically opened it with like listeners if you don't like feminist rants this this is not the, <laughs> the episode for you um but yeah i had like and my my guest as well we had a lot of of thoughts going into this uh relationship in the chapter about like it's it's great because like on one hand we we want these characters to be happy and i fully like no joke, love F- Faramir. He's he's great and Eowyn's great, obviously. Um, but I, like, wasn't a fan that he just had to, like, immediately pair her off with someone who kind of seemed to strip her of a lot of her main character traits at that point. But anyway, yeah, so so all, all that being said about their relationship. So Faramir – no, not Faramir. Aomer now announces this and is like, oh, yay, this is happy. And Aragorn comes over um, – and tells Aamur that he has given like the fairest woman that it was like very nice of him and generous of him to give the fairest woman of Rohan to Gondor. And uh, it says then Awen looked in the eyes of Aragorn and she said, "Wish me joy, my liege lord and healer." And he answered, "I've wished joy. I've wished thee joy ever since I first saw thee. It heals my heart to see thee now in bliss." And it's nice to have this this bit of closure because obviously AOwen has been in love with Aragorn TBH. I, I still think she's in love with Aragorn because mm. aren't we all? Mm. We all I love am. him, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you're a Gandalf guy, but yeah. yes, I am in love with Aragorn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so but it, it's nice to have this this bit of closure where they're wreck they're they're both like moving on to this this next phase in their lives and moving on yeah. from each other.
0: Yeah. Uh, I actually there's one moment uh before we move on if you don't mind the yeah, uh, the sure. moment with with Gleowine his minstrel I just I I love that he made this song and after that no other song did he make like I, I love that 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 Tolkien put that in there that like his job was to make music for the king and the king is now gone or his king is now gone and so I I just I love that um sense of purpose that he puts into a lot of his characters. I think also maybe that may have been uh, uh, just like a commentary on a different time where this was my job. This is what I was supposed to do. And once you know that that's over, you know I'm I'm done essentially. And I just love that he he no longer made music. That was the last song of Wine. We talked about that when we yeah. read this chapter. And just uh, little stuff like that sometimes sticks out. Yeah, so I, it's like it's like who is that guy, right? But he's this guy. Yeah, he's got he, his own story. He's got his right. own story. And, we, and like and you I think know, about right? it. Dude, he was, and you know, he was wrecked just drinking beer and crying and like everyone else like, dude, it's okay, man. There's a proposal, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, 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 uh, just got the crown, you know, he's like, but my
1: king's gone. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That, that is kind of crazy to think about, uh, what you're talking about with the, the minstrel and how like, as much, uh, as much as I love making fun of Tolkien and how he has like 50 characters that he names and brings into the story there's still like even more people in this land who had their own their own lives and their own reactions and thoughts to to all of these events and it's it's crazy to to like go down that rabbit hole when you when you start thinking about it too hard And
0: and it's crazy to think how the the guy literally made these stories so he could have a place for his language to live. Like that was it. He was like, I want, I made these languages. I want them to be real. I'm going to yeah. make some stories. And so like, <laughs> when, when you think about that, it's like, of course, of course he's obsessed with names. Of course he's going to list everything that has to do with, but it's, but for, for like a normal guy like me, I'm like, geez, dude, I don't know how, how did his brain function? Did he ever stop? Did he, did he ever, you know, it's just, it is amazing. I think like, the his answer is no,
1: he, he yeah. did never stop.
0: He right, never stopped. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So after the f- the feast and everything, Aomer and Eowyn and... Does Theromir come with them? I think it's just Eowyn and Aomer come to marry and say goodbye to him because he served as a, a soldier yeah. or a page or something. He yeah. served for Théoden and their army. And they come to say goodbye and thank him. And... Uh, Eomer says, uh, uh, "My sister begs you receive. My sister begs you to receive this small thing as a memorial of Durnhelm and of the horns of the Mark at the coming of the morning." And this made me stop because I was like, "Wait a minute does does Aomer not?" no I was like is this is this a joke about Eowyn disguising herself as Dernhelm? or does Eomer just not know that Eowyn was Dernhelm? and he's like <laughs> oh we know you were really close to this one soldier named Dernhelm. here's a, <laughs> some, a memorial in his honor and then Eowyn's just standing there like <laughs> biting back right. a comment about like it was me it was <laughs> me you idiot <laughs> right, and yeah. like did did like it, and 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 that that like led me down a path of like wait did anyone ever recognize what Aowen did or was this just something that like in the chaos of the battle everyone like missed and was like oh no we that's didn't realize question. that she did that
2: yeah there could have been i guess yeah that's a, a good point i i in my mind in my um headcanon or whatever kind of think that they it was discussed it was known but you wish maybe there was a little bit more kind of like a direct sort of, this is what you did. Um, Acknowledgement of, of what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we just hear about like the effects that like gets discussed, almost like the effects of taking on, um, you know, the black captain and all that, what everything that, that that took
0: place there. But yeah, is it, I mean, I don't know. I do know? love that Eowyn seems like the kind of person who would not really even care though. She'd be like, whatever you guys don't even know. I did it. Well, I did it. She's just, she's, I love the, the the her her confidence that just oozes, man. She doesn't care. Yeah, like like you talked about. You know, it took it took a while for 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 Faramir to win her over. She was like, I don't I don't need anybody. I'm dead. I'm dead. You know. And so mm-hmm. this whole concept that that's a great. Qu- I actually I didn't even think about that. Uh, that's that's a line that when we read most recently I missed. And so yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about that. That's crazy. She she just but I love that built in her character is this kind of whatever. You know, I know who I am, doesn't matter if you do or not, that that could also be... But yeah, you'd imagine like Mary and and Eowyn just avoiding eye contact and like yeah. giggling and stuff. So that,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was kind of picturing here is maybe this is something where I kind of thought that eventually everyone realized, oh, Eowyn was this man Durnhelm. Okay, we're all in on it together. But I also yeah. like this alternative viewing of this where no one connected the dots because they're all just oblivious and... And this is just something that like Aowen will laugh about to herself whenever she like overhears someone being like, "Oh, today is the anniversary of the of um, Dernhelm's death. It's so sad, isn't it?" And then she's just kind of like laughing under her breath, like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are so stupid. what you don't know. <laughs> um, and they give so they give him this horn of uh, Rohan, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, she says, he that blows it at need shall set fear in the hearts of his enemies and joy in the hearts of his friends, and they shall hear him and come to him. And I was like, oh, okay, I see how this chapter is going to go. Each of the four hobbits is going to get some kind of special gift from one person <laughs> or another. Um, that's kind of sort of how it went. But um, So they, they leave, and I love how Tolkien included this. He says, so they parted for that time and the just those the addition of those three words for that time is so it's like a lot more heartfelt to read that like they're saying goodbye but at one point in the future they will probably be meeting again and it's not goodbye forever and it it did something to at least lessen the blow because this was when i was like oh my no we're no, mm-hmm. A- no, Aomer? Right. Awen, Fairmere, Immerhill, we're all leaving these people. No, I don't want to do mm. that.
2: Yeah. I actually had that underlined in my book too. So, you know, for that time, I was sort of like, so what I mean, is there is there more or is is it uh, like I, I kinda was wondering like, is there is there are they gonna see them again? Or is it is it really we're saying like in this time we are parted? I mean, I I was like, seemed like there was more, but yeah.
1: I feel like it could also be that um maybe maybe he's saying that like they will meet again one way or another whether it's like in some version of the afterlife or you know people are never you know never true even after they've died people have never are never truly gone from you Mm -hmm. maybe that kind of a way but the ones that love us never really leave us and you can always find in here but I just li- I just like this kind of like sentimentality that he's placed over over this entire chapter and everyone's mm, yeah. farewells and whatnot. Um, right. so then they move on and they go from Edoras and they go towards Helm's Deep and once again another little side story that I totally forgot about. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> but Tolkien's not going to forget. Uh, Then Legolas repaid his promise to Gimli and went with him to the glittering caves. And when they returned, he was silent and would say only that Gimli alone could find fit words to speak of them. And never before has a dwarf claimed a victory over an elf in contest of words, said he. (laughs) Now, therefore, let us go to Fangorn and set the score right. (laughs) I love these two. Yeah. I love these two. I love that line that like, never before has a dwarf claimed victory over an elf in a contest of words. Yeah. That's just so funny. These guys.
2: I can almost picture him like walking back in Gimli to sort of, you know, uh, just giving him a little bit of, so <laughs> yeah. you know, what you think about that,
0: right? He's just uh, tongue tied, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. So. Yeah. It's beautiful because their friendship is so unexpected that when we yes. see, and it started kind of slow just because of the, you know, the anti-dwarf anti-elf thing us hating each other by our race that when you have moments like this they're even sweeter and we think man like if it wasn't for this quest they wouldn't even know each other and here they are and when you think about their fates eventually they're the best of friends and it's just it's really cool to see yeah and for them to remember like hey when we get back here i'm taking you to the caves All right, when we get back to Fangorn, I'm taking you to the woods. Okay, all right, yeah.
1: I think it's also just like a a huge part of their characters that they are going to, like, not necessarily, it's not necessarily a grudge that they're holding, but they're like, I'm not going to let you forget. You said that you would take, that you would go with me to the Glittering Caves, and I'm going to hold you to that.
0: We do the same thing all the time, don't we?
2: Uh, Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, we still
0: waiting on that drive. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: and then they move towards Isengard, where I I just love how like we're just backtracking through the entire course mm-hmm. of you know Fellowship of the Ring and Two Towers, and we're like visiting all of these old memories. And it's these like a places. farewell tour almost. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah
2: but do a lot. I, I think we talked about this when when we got to this chapter. It's like I think it's interesting that he does that. We actually go directly back this path. Like when I think of other great stories and great adventures, you get to the end and there's some other ceremony and in a different place. And we never, we don't really go all the way mm-hmm. back through each of those major, you know, points. Does that make sense? I mean, that's sort of amazing that he did that. I'm like, what, why? I mean, there are people that we left there along the way and we can easily go back to them. Um, but it is, it's, yeah, it's interesting that we, that we, that
0: we do that. And that's why, I, that's why I think he, he, he transcends or he becomes like a, like almost almost a non-fiction author in that respect because you would go I mean you know if we we had this huge journey and we got to go back anyway well we're we're that close to treebeard we might as well go through fangorn to see what's going on and see you see what's happened to Saruman and you know and it is it's so natural but the yeah the fact that he takes time to do it is at all i mean i think most authors would would have cut this cuz they would think yeah eh, it's kind of we've been there. I mean, nothing massive happens and people, it's probably not going to be anyone's favorite chapter, but the fact that he does do it. And like you said, Mary clay, the, the sentiment that's involved in this chapter, the, um, you get to relive your, some of your favorite moments from, it's like a highlight reel from the, um, yeah, from the story. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, to me, he wrote this chapter because Tolkien is just not an author who is going to leave (laughs) any kind of loose thread. And, like, no matter how small, he is not going to leave the loose thread of, like, hmm, I wonder what happened with that argument that Gimli and Amur got into about Galadriel. And, like, oh, but did did Legolas and Gimli go see the glittering caves? We have to. That's a loose. Because in his mind, he he (laughs) thinks that the reader is going to, like, pull apart his work on this one thread. And so he has to weave them all in.
0: And the thing that drives me nuts about Tolkien, if I can be honest, can I be honest? Yes. Okay. Is that he will do that, right? But then you'll hear these of these people who wrote letters and asking him these deep questions and like, who is Tom Bombadil? And he'll go, dude, you're thinking way too hard about it. It's just a story. And I'm like, you jerk, you know, we want more answers. We want and it's like, anytime someone came at him, he would, he would, you're right. He would go on forever. Importance of this and the importance of this. And I'm going to, I'm going to finish this. And then someone would ask a question. And I wonder maybe if it was like cause he's thinking, Oh crap, I didn't finish that or I didn't explain that very well. Well, it doesn't really matter. You know, it's just a story. Like, come on. Come on. Let's let's not take it too seriously. But I I, I love and hate that about him because it's he he knew what he was doing, man. He knew what he was doing and drives me nuts sometimes.
1: Yeah. Same yeah. same though, because I may I make a lot of fun of Tolkien. But at the you same time at the same time I'm like But if he didn't do this great, like it's, it's like uh, so wonderfully skillfully crafted as much as I love to like give him slack for it.
0: Yep. Yep. Mm, Agreed.
1: Uh, So they get to Isengard and at first I was like, oh yeah, Isengard. I kind of forgot about that. (laughs) Um, And who should walk up but Treebeard and... I lost it because I've been screaming this entire time in Return of the King. Where are the ints? Where are the oh ints? Oh my gosh. They right. need to be helping us. I uh-huh. I still stand by the statement. Treebeard, I mean Treebeard tells us what they've been up to that they they have been kind of helping this cause uh in the in the background. But yeah. I still stand by this statement that I think it would have been a better because I I'm obviously a much better writer than Tolkien. Duh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it would have been a better story writing device if instead of the eagles coming to save the day it was the ints that like all of a sudden mm. we haven't seen the ints in forever and we think that they're just done and they're not going to show up again and they're not going to come to help and then bam who's there to save the day the ints um, <laughs> pretty
0: epic yeah. this <laughs> that been kind money, of, actually this yeah. <laughs> theory
1: falls apart when someone pointed out and was like but the Ents can't go save Frodo and Sam in Mordor because they would catch on fire. <laughs> yeah. And I mm-hmm. was like, "Well, mm-hmm. okay, fine." D- you know, how cool is that
0: symbolism though? Like a <laughs> land that was stripped of nature and these walking trees coming back and saving it. That yeah. would—that's not lost that would on be, me. That—that yeah. that would See? be pretty cool. Yeah. See? But you're right. You get close, and they're just a match. They're a torch. <laughs> they're just gone. Yeah,
1: exactly. Tree so bears like, on kind fire. Of falls apart There's there. no. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway yeah so so i lost my mind because i was like oh thank god we're gonna see them again i was really worried <laughs> that we just were done with the ants and we would never see them um <clears throat> Treebeard comes over and says but you have not been idle either away in the south and the east i hear And all that I hear is good, very good. Then Treebeard Treebeard praised all their deeds, of which he seemed to have full knowledge. And at last he stopped and looked long at Gandalf. And I just love this, like, I, like, forgot how much I enjoyed reading Treebeard and Mm. having his, like, presence because it's the the ints like their energy slows everything down and it's like just a much more like calming presence for for them to be there and Mm. and i miss them and i I just love that he says you have not been idle either away in the south and the east and it's like well i mean (laughs) yeah to say the least
0: yeah right (laughs) yeah Yeah. which is ironic coming from him because yeah he talks so much Mhm. Yeah. Uh
1: and he says that the orcs had been passing through the land and they stopped them and he starts by saying the name of what they call the orcs and I just love it so much. he says those evil-eyed, black-handed, bow-legged, flint flint-hearted, clawing, aired, foul-bellied, bloodthirsty and then a long word in intish. Mm. And then he stops and says, well, since you are hasty folk and their full name is as long as years of torment, those vermin of orcs. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And
1: so they, the Ents, that's what the Ents had been doing this whole time is they were stopping the orcs from getting to, uh, or stopping more orcs, I guess, from getting to Minas Tirith and Mm -hmm. over to Mordor.
2: Mm-hmm. almost like a kind of like a rear side guard still you know dealing with that that second tower um, dividing yeah. those forces so that they
0: can't yeah. yeah yeah it's a barrier you have to go around yep. I mean yeah I mean because and even thinking if, if Saruman would have gotten loose somehow and gone to Mordor like would he have gotten some that been you bad. know <laughs> pump up from that and like some strength that would have affected the war you know what I mean no mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
1: that's yeah it would have been I don't know, cause he. Well, the other thing is that Saruman was so. Uh, because we find out, so Treebeard had been guarding Saruman, and we find mm-hmm. out that essentially Treebeard had basically just been boring him to death, mm, because he yeah. had been he had just talked to Saruman, and Saruman <laughs> the only thing he could do was sit there and listen, and mm, the ints yeah. talk very slowly, mm. and law lo- and you know have long these long words for everything, and. He says that Saruman just kind of like started withering away, essentially. And for a moment, like Gandalf, I thought Saruman had died. And I was like, oh, my God, the ints bored Saruman to death.
2: <laughs> That's hardcore. <laughs> I actually did write. I actually wrote spoke to death like they spoke, spoke to him death. to death. Yeah. Like it's, it's insane. But then I was like, yeah. I
1: love these ints, man. They're so great. I love them. Um and yeah, so Gandalf is like, oh my god, is he dead? Did you kill him? And Truman <laughs> says, no. Eventually after after we knew the ring had been destroyed, we let him go because I figured he was no danger anymore. And Gandalf was like, I don't know about that, bud, but <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and immediately I was like, I don't I don't buy this whole like We just let Saruman go and that's the end of his story thing. I was like, if I know Tolkien in one way or another, there's more to Saruman than just this. And then, like, you've basically flipped the page and, like, it's like, oh, there he is again. Okay.
2: Okay."
1: (laughs) But, like, I immediately was like, I don't buy this for a second that we let him go and that's just the end of that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It is interesting, right? That Treebeard is like. the reason why he he lets him go it's like he keeps him there long enough but he explained to gandalf like you know this gandalf i don't like keeping you know uh, living creatures um caged up and i was like well there you go tolkien there and, there it is
0: and it's amazing too how we see this theme of pity come back again and again yeah. and again pity that Gollum even is existed or existed in this time to be able to you know the pity of seeing here it just happens again and again i think the word pity was used in a different way, even with, um, Faramir and Aowen, it's a recurring, yeah. you know, whatever. And, uh, to, to see it here again and to think anytime there's pity involved, something pretty big happens. So that's like, that's that, that you, you know, that you were like, yeah, yeah he's not true. gone. There's mm-hmm. no way that that's very perceptive. And, uh, yeah, definitely.
1: I think it goes, I think that also goes along with, um, Tolkien's theme of, of mercy coming into play Absolutely. a lot.
0: Yeah, um, I think you could use them interchangeably almost. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and someone, uh, some, I posted a, uh, a meme on the Instagram when, I'm trying to think. I can't even remember. Oh, it was about, it was joking about like, man, Frodo and Sam destroying the ring. That was like pure luck or something, you know, a joke about that. And someone commented and even though, even though the meme was a joke and everything, someone commented and was like, oh, it's not, it wasn't luck at all that they destroyed the ring because Tolkien rewards mercy. And I was like, oh, that's like a great, I hadn't like really Mm. thought about it like that, but he rewards mercy. Um, And it goes back to, because Sam had uh, shown Gollum mercy just moments before by not killing him. And that like went all the way back to when Gandalf was telling Frodo the tale of Gollum Uh, in the beginning of fellowship and how uh, uh, because Frodo makes a comment about like oh that's terrible that he didn't kill him I would have killed him and Gandalf was like Mm. no showing mercy uh, to a creature or whoever who doesn't deserve it is the greatest thing you could do and that's the wisdom of Gandalf yeah, yeah yeah and that's that's what um Treebeard has done here for Saruman but Gandalf also points out he's like however it could have also been that he used his voice and his power no. still against you to kind of convince you to let him go anyway. And Treebeard is just kind of like, oh well, eh, what can you do?
2: He's right, gone yeah. now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, he's, he's gone.
0: Sorry, Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that also like maybe a um uh, shows a characterization of Treebeard how he's just he's seen so much, he's seen it all. That's something that you know Gandalf will go, oh, hold on a second. He's like, I mean you know it'll be fine we'll yeah. all be fine in yeah. the same way that Tom Bombadil was kind of like ring what ring you know come on exactly. it's like there are these higher beings that have been around forever and it's like i've seen you guys come and go you know it's it's happened before it'll happen again and yeah it'll, you'll be all right it's just interesting the different perspectives you have cuz you know you think of gandalf that way right we think of gandalf as like dude he probably doesn't sweat anything and then to see him almost in the role of like a, i don't know like a hobbit or something compared to treebeard of of just this yeah um being or having been around for so long and perspective and stuff yeah
1: um huh. so treebeard asked them if they would all like to stay and and hang out for a little bit and uh <laughs> they're all like oh i wish i wish we could Um, it said, and this is when, like, I started just getting, (sighs) I got, like, really, really sad. I'm gonna read this paragraph, basically, because it made me sad. Or, actually, no, this is more about Legolas and Gimli. It says, but all save Legolas said that they must now take their leave and depart, either south or west. Come, Gimli, said Legolas. Now, by Fangorn's leave, I will visit... I will visit the deep places of the Entwood and see such trees as are nowhere else to be found in Middle-earth. You shall come with me and keep your word. And thus we will journey on together to our own lands in Mirkwood and beyond. To this Gimli agreed, though with no great delight it seemed. And I <laughs> oh, just love these guys. I forgot all about Legolas' major enthusiasm for trees. He's yeah, a tree yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, But then the next line broke my heart. Here then at last comes the ending of the fellowship, said Aragorn. And then I laughed a little bit because I was like, dude, Boromir's been dead for months, and you are just now saying this. Like,
0: <laughs> wow. Poor Boromir. Oh, uh, wow.
1: Like, Boromir died, and he didn't seem to be worried about,
0: <laughs> oh, about the man. fellowship yes.
1: ending, but it's only yes. when the rest of them leave. He's Mary like, Clay, oh. he
2: is there in spirit. What are you talking about right now? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Oh, man. The Bormer um. fans
0: are very upset. They're like, oh, no. It's <laughs> true, Aragorn. Come on.
1: And this is where we're going to leave this week's episode. I did a couple listener polls on Twitter and Facebook and Discord. I don't think I made it over to Instagram. Oops. Um, And I asked if you guys would prefer for this to be one part or two part episodes because I didn't really never know what you guys want. If you like the two parters, if you don't like the two parters, but by and large, people wanted the two part episodes. If you were one of those people who didn't, I'm sorry, but this there was just too much to talk about here. And you might be surprised to see that we did in fact stay on topic for the entire, pretty much the entire time. So I'm pretty proud of that one. Um, so come back next week for part two of this conversation. That's what I'm talking about. As a proud member of WBE, you can learn more about the network by going to wbe.org, where you will find our other amazing shows, such as Hello from Elsewhere.
0: Do you find yourself thinking deeply about pop culture?
1: Do you wish for a super nerdy podcast that explores your favorite movies and books?
0: Well, look no further. From WBNE, it's Hello From Elsewhere.
1: On our podcast, we promise to literally transport you to all your favorite fictional settings.
0: I don't think we can actually promise that.
1: Yes, we can. Travel with us to the Death Star.
0: We can't put people in harm's way like that.
1: Or visit beautiful New Asgard.
0: That's so many plane tickets to Norway.
1: Explore the eras of Jane Austen or Frankenstein.
0: Metaphorically, we don't know how to implement time travel.
1: We do now on Hello from Elsewhere.
0: We're going to get in trouble with these promises.
1: With new episodes every other Friday, Hello from Elsewhere is available wherever you find your podcasts.
0: Yes, that part is true.
1: You can even listen on the Hogwarts Express. Oh boy. The cover is by Graphite, a.k.a. Vashon Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Talking About Pod, as well as join the Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter at MCWhatsApp and Instagram at Watt. And you can become a patron of the show and support the show like... Taylor! Taylor, thank you so much for becoming a sponsor of this week's episode. I appreciate your support so much and uh, always appreciate your presence in our Discord community, which is one of the perks of That's What I'm Talking About's Patreon. So, if you're interested in finding out what the perks are, go to... to- nope. <laughs> go to patreon.com slash pod. There's no discussion question this week. There will be one next week. But this episode does come out on september 1st which is of course back to school for hogwarts so everyone have a safe journey to hogwarts enjoy the ride on the on the hogwarts express i do not recommend flying there in a fort anglia and that's what i'm talking about